1: Hi, and welcome to another episode of My Big Idea, in ASOS podcast. Today, I'm going to be joined by Jessie Burton, the author of The Miniaturist and The Muse, which is out later in June. Here is Jessie Burton's Big Idea. Hi, Jessie. Hello. Um, Thank you very much for being part of um, My Big Idea. Um, So we're here to talk about your life as a novelist, Mm -hmm. Um, thinking about that as if it's your big idea. Um, It would be great to start off with, is being a novelist something that you'd always wanted to do, or was there something else that you actually dreamt of when you were sort of age (laughs) ten?
0: Um, I hadn't, I never really thought about being a novelist. I always wrote stories Mm -hmm. and small little plays at school and for my friends and poetry, but I had sort of had a sort of, I wanted to be a vet. I wanted to be a pub landlady. Um, and I also wanted to be an actress and that was the thing I did sort of, that was kind of my identity for Mm -hmm. a long time from like being a little girl. I used to do professional stuff when I was about 15
1: Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, so I had lots of different dreams. So you said you were writing stories and plays and that sort of thing. Mm. And then did you continue to do that, all of that writing even when you became an actress as well? Was it something always bubbling or was there a moment where you were like... I'm going to make a shift or a change?
0: Um, it was quite sporadic. Okay. I think when I was at university, I did write and then I went to drama school mm-hmm. and acting really just took over. I just completely saturated me. And um, it wasn't until I was about 27, 8, I think that okay. I seriously started writing again. Yeah. Um, or entertain the idea of it. So, yeah. yeah. So it wasn't always constant.
1: And when you were sort of acting and or even when you were writing, was there a pressure around you? Or did you sort of... Um, uh, spend a lot of time with other actors or other creative people or were you doing something quite different because I would imagine that's quite a different type of career choice to make mm. from the norm and was that easy or hard to do? <laughs> um, I think I was quite lucky
0: in the sense that um, you know I had a supportive family and yeah. I just whatever I wanted to do I was going to do it. Yeah. Um, so a lot of my friends are actors, creative people, mm-hmm. so that was fine. Although that, that said, you know, I have friends who sort of work in different industries. Yeah. But I think the greater pressure was having to make a living mm. from acting. Yeah, um, that was very tough. So yeah. the pressure was not the dream or the desire or the approval or the permission. Mm-hmm. It was more how do I actually make this work for myself, living in London, paying bills.
1: So how did you do
0: that? How did you do that? I tempt. I okay. was a PA in the city yeah. of London. For eight years. Right. How was that? <laughs> yeah. It was fine. I mean, you know, it's, in some ways, it, I was really lucky because yeah. lots of my actor friends, you know, they were cocktail waiters. Okay. I mean, they make amazing cocktails, but yeah. yeah. Um, or they were waiters or waitresses or nannies. But my job, I could pick up and drop at any time. Mm-hmm. You know, I would do three week shifts or right. six week shifts yeah. and it paid very well. I worked mm-hmm. in private finance, which, I mean, to be honest, was like completely the opposite of who I am yeah. but I made it work because I was I was by that point writing quite steadily okay
1: so if you're writing quite steadily and you're juggling that job as well mm. when do you write do you write first thing in the morning or is it last thing at night or maybe I've read books while p- being a PA job well, under the table but. yes
0: I mean that's that's <laughs> that's the truth I mean I, I would if I had an idea I was on the commuter train in the morning I would okay. write it on my phone really yeah so then I would cut and paste it into Word document. Yeah. Um there were some jobs I got where I literally didn't even know why I was covering them because I don't Mm -hmm. know what the original person was doing because I did nothing all day. Yeah. Um and those were the opportunities where I would um write. Yeah. I would write myself emails and make it look like I was working, but I was actually writing my novel in the body of an email and then sending it to myself. Yeah. But I always made sure I got the work done because otherwise I would never have like got the job. Um, so it was quite sly. I was sly mm. for about four years.
1: And this was when you were... Was this writing The Miniaturist, which is the first novel, or were there bits before that that there you There were bits... Were... I, I had a,
0: a sort of novel that shall yeah. never see the light of day um, in my bottom drawer of my desk. Yeah. Um, so that was a kind of starter Yeah. Uh, around 2006, and six, seven. But The Miniaturist was the one yeah. that I, like, wrote during temping hours but also at the weekends actually I saw a friend recently and she reminded me we were in a play together yeah. back in 2011 and she said Jessie I remember everyone was going back home to London and you were like no I'm going to stay I've got to work mm. and I just thought I just don't even remember
1: this but I must have been very determined Yeah, and do you think that must be what it takes is a huge amount of determination. How do you, though, manage with kind of that point there where all the, your friends are going back to London mm. and you're staying behind? Did you ever feel you were missing out or did you ever feel like you were sacrificing anything or was it such mm. a sort of a pull? It was such a pull. Such a
0: pull. I, d- I didn't feel I was sacrificing anything, yeah. actually. I mean, I am quite determined. I can see that now, like retrospectively, I can look back at the last yeah. five or six years and say, oh, goodness, yeah, I was pretty bloody minded and yeah. determined. And I did take quite a lot of uh, rejections. and mm-hmm. I was used to that as an actress as well. I mean, that comes along with the job. Um, but no, I,
1: I, it was kind of... Yeah, I was on a mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned rejection then. And, obviously, and I know that you've spoken about that before and I've read some things. That, you know, it is quite tough and it's probably something that you get used to from the acting and then when mm-hmm. you are writing as well. But were there, were there any rejections that were so tough that actually made you think... I'm not sure I'm going to do this actually maybe I should
0: yeah I think around uh sort of 2012 so yeah I I'd rewritten the book so many times accordingly right. to sort of criticisms or constructive criticisms mm-hmm. I'd received or advice and sending it again and again and, and and just thinking what do I have to do yeah to get you to see the potential mm-hmm. of my book and it's a funny thing I think you have And I think I learned it as an actress You have to have such self-belief yeah. So at no point really did I not think That I was um, on, a, on a good thing yeah. like, You know, on a hiding to nothing I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't ever think that And the irony is once you get very successful That's actually when the sort of self-doubt sets in okay. so You're like, oh god, I've now got this I've got to handle it yeah. So actually at the time when you're facing adversity and tension I know it's different for everyone yeah. But for me I was just like, no way Like, come on, Yeah, yeah. come on And there are like hundreds of literary agents. So even if twenty said no, there's another twenty you can send it to. You you know, find one. But I think adaptability is also important. Mm. And you know, perhaps if thirty people are telling you a certain thing about your work, and you value their opinion, listen. Like, don't just say no. I'm a genius. And I never thought that. I just thought, you know,
1: I've got a good idea here. Yeah. Um, And when you are sort of working. And you've got when you're facing with that rejection, or rather, you know, you've got maybe a a hard bit of a book to get through. Is there anything that you do that keeps you motivated? So obviously you're you're really determined and you work really hard. But do you ever give yourself a break? Is there anything, or is there a a mentor that you can turn to, or even a piece of motivational music that you're like, right, this is it? You know, (laughs) headphones on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't actually work with music on. um, But I. I mean, I have had, obviously, low points because, you know, I just sort of think, what, what, what how, how do I get through this? Mm. Um, I mean, there are different types of low points I have. Sometimes if I've got a, a scene that I can't write, I, I leave it. I don't yeah. force it. Um, I, I normally work by word count if it's, oh, if it's okay. a first draft. And so it's just a reward system of, you know, oh. you can have some mini cheddars now. <laughs> if you've written 500 words, you yeah. can have a snack. Mm-hmm. Um it's terrible I mean it's just you just have to be your yeah. own disciplinarian and in terms of mentors I have it's a difficult one to actually share yeah. because it's not a collaborative process yeah. the writing of a book mm. and when you're writing first second third drafts I don't believe I yeah. think yes perhaps some people are lucky enough to have someone that they trust mm-hmm. but um, so that can be tough so even if someone sympathises it's a, it's a nice problem to have oh good goodness me my my poor novel you know yeah, it's yeah. not exactly a world problem <laughs> Um so yeah, I just try and I try and go easy on myself, but it's hard when you're in the middle of a of a creative process. You don't really let up.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when you sort of when you did get sort of picked up and you knew that it was going to be at least published and then obviously it led to huge success both with a miniaturist and, and to, everyone anticipates that I'm sure well with fingers the Muse. crossed. <laughs> I've read the news, I think it's oh, great. I really you. enjoyed it. Um, but when you sort of reached that success and you knew that it was going to be published, how did you how did you celebrate? Like, who did you tell? Sort of, who are the big people that have played a part in this for you? Um,
0: well, oh, my mum and dad, mm. um, my best friend. My best friend's a radiologist with the NHS, and my other best friend's a primary school teacher. So they've yeah. got like really busy jobs, <laughs> and I was like ringing them in the middle of the day for my temping job, going, "Oh my god, Brazil yeah. has bought my book." <laughs> um, and my he's now he's a good friend of mine he's my ex-boyfriend um you know he was there yeah. with me the whole time um yeah so you know it was a, it was a funny thing because actually when you get that it's a, it's you're not used to it you don't have the tools necessarily mm. to handle um such enormous overnight success yeah. you yeah. expect you're expected to perform some kind of dream yeah and we don't live in a dream no. we live in reality and and for me it was a slow burn awareness or mm-hmm. realization of what had actually happened yeah sort of six seven months down the line yeah because I had to edit the book as soon as yeah. it was sold it was like right get back to work which I think was a good thing mm-hmm. but, you know we had champagne yeah and that kind of thing but you know the deepest satisfaction for me and this probably sounds a bit sort of I don't know, prim, but it's readers, you know, yeah. coming back to me and enjoying it. That's yeah, and I was important.
1: going to ask, so in part of um, promoting a book, and once it is on sale, is obviously going and doing some of those tours and mm. meeting readers. What's that, what's that like? It's amazing. It's
0: amazing. It's so odd, in a way, that you've made this thing up. Yeah. You've made these characters' names up. You've made the world up, and yet it gets accessed. Mm -hmm. i guess in a metaphysical sense by another person who then inhabits (laughs) it and then you know who takes it on for herself and it's a great privilege you know and i've had extraordinary emails a man who's a businessman he Mm -hmm. said who reads about one book a year he'd read my book twice in six months wow and I don't think he was weird or anything. Yeah. He was just, you know, he was at this airport bookshop and this woman said to him, you should read that one, pointing at the miniatures. And he said, why? And she said, well, it's just good. And she said, there's only, there's only one thing bad about it. And he said, well, what is it? And she said, that it, that it finishes. So I was like, oh, that's amazing. And this dyslexic woman who, you know, she said it takes me four, five weeks to get yeah. through a few chapters. She said, I read your book in a week and telling my husband yeah. all about it. So that kind of thing is overwhelming. And when you meet people in the flesh, it's also... Yeah, it's it's thrilling. I love it.
1: And do you think they're overwhelmed by meeting you as well? Do you have? That? Well, they oh, I... had the sort of fangirl.
0: Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't want to say that. I mean, I. I know what it's like to meet someone I really admire whose work I admire so maybe yeah. but obviously I know what an idiot I am so <laughs> i just like you know don't ever put me on a pedestal um but yeah I think I th- it's very touching to me when I meet young girls like mm. 13 14 year old girls who are sitting yeah. at events and they're sitting in the front row and yeah, I can yeah. imagine that that that's quite special for them, and it's lovely.
1: And do people now ask you for advice about writing all the about, time? Yeah. What's the most popular question that they ask you?
0: For? Well, they ask, "How do I get an agent? How okay. do I get published?" Yeah. I mean, it's I, I, what I sometimes notice is that there's less on the technical graft, yeah, time, patience, mm. rejection stuff, and yeah. more on how do I be you? Yeah, yeah, um, and. Uh, I mean, that said, obviously there are some people who take it very seriously mm. and they do come with sort of um, questions about structure or, yeah. you know, but it, it, it's complicated because I've never read their book and I can't be general, yeah. but yeah, it's an extra. And when, with,
1: those, with that sort of hard graph, like you say, have you, did you have formal training for your, for learning your writing? And have you ever, or have you done any extra courses? Yeah. Or do you go and have those skills sort of brushed up? Wow, I did I had, I had. did one
0: three-month uh, novel writing course, right. which actually, you know, between you and me yeah. and the rest of the ASOS <laughs> listeners, yeah. uh, didn't necessarily teach me how to write. Okay. I, I don't actually think you can teach someone how to do that. Mm. But what you can do is give someone confidence. Yeah. And that getting on that course, which was competitive, there were about, I think, about 150 applicants. It was the first one they right. did, and I think about 15 places. Yeah. You think, oh, God, yeah. I can do this ideally you would think that without that kind of approval but um it was a space it was a space that took up um you know time in my week that was dedicated to writing and creativity and it was like an oasis yeah um whereas you know the rest of the week was temping and Mm. boring stuff Mm. so um i did that but you know, the only way I think you can write is by reading a lot. Yeah, Reading okay. people who are better than you, which yeah. is what I try and do, and uh, writing and practising.
1: And has, when you're now reading, mm. because you now write a lot, has mm. it changed the way you read? <laughs> like, has it ruined um, any of the reading process? No, no, I
0: don't think it has, because I think as well, I just... My, my sort of ethos is to just take pleasure and revel mm. in other people's talent and to just admire and just go well I could never do that so I'm just going to enjoy this fantastic novel yeah yeah, obviously occasionally I'm like I hate you how (laughs) could you write this I'm so jealous (laughs) this is so damn good Um, but also you can learn so much you Mm. can learn and you know I think it's sort of a process of not elimination but assimilation or just acquiring other people's tone or structure or attitude or wordplay and finding your own voice amidst all of that yeah
1: and who do you do... You, were there any readers that you looked to that you were reading a lot of when you were putting together The Muse? Any writers? Any writers, sorry. Um, yeah.
0: No, not really. I mean, I'm trying to rack my brains. Um, I mean, actually, weirdly, I was reading quite a few essayists. OK. So non-fiction people yeah. who... I, I can't think of any names right now, but they were just... I was just looking for a slightly cleaner style. The mm-hmm. miniatures is very jeweled and dense yeah. and damask and velvet and heavy... Yeah. You know. And the muse I was aiming to sort of aerate it a bit mm. more. So mm. I was just looking for a cleaner line.
1: Yeah. Which I think definitely comes across. Oh, having good, I'm read glad. It, like, I think it does feel quite different. Yes. And that's quite a surprise. Is you it? know, like I was yeah. like, Oh, I'm expecting more of the same. I know. And it and it wasn't more of the same, but refreshing. But it yeah. was yeah, different again. Um and when you're reading, do you um do you read on a Kindle? If you always read books, or do you read um just like you said you wrote a yeah. lot of your novel on the phone yeah. so um does it bother you what you're reading on um i think it actually depends on the book i'm reading mm. i
0: prefer reading physical books yeah. most of the time that's what i read mm. i do have a kindle i take it with me everywhere i go yeah. and i very rarely open it yeah, yeah. i prefer the books um but that said obviously if i'm going away you know I, yeah. I cannot carry 60 books no, no. I can take 60 books on my kidney yeah, and that's yeah. great for that
1: yeah um and in terms of like social media mm. um just because it's something which I know a lot of the girls who listen to these podcasts like they believe that's quite a big part of I suppose putting out to the rest of the world who they are sure. and if it's part of their business and if they're engaging with businesses who use social media all the time yeah do you use social media for you as a writer to talk yeah. about your work
0: I mean, I've got a Twitter and an Instagram yeah. account. My Instagram is quite new. Okay. Um, I I had Twitter prior to signing the deal mm. on the miniaturist, and actually my Twitter before the miniaturist was a bit more wacky and a bit yeah. more, I guess, unbridled. Mm. And I'm just a bit more aware these days that if I put anything out, like, yeah. I put one thing about um, a political point and it ended up in the Telegraph. So right. I'm just, like, very aware. Yeah. Um of that kind of thing that said I actually love the fact that I can have direct engagement with my readers yeah again I would say I only have about 6,000 old followers and I've sold without wishing to sound boasty over a million books so it's clearly not a direct thing no but um it's it's my platform it's my chance or yeah it's my opportunity to have my own channel of Mm -hmm. communication and be The version, the version of me, which is an authentic version, but I believe yeah. there's lots of versions of ourselves. Okay. And the Instagram I think is just really fun. Yeah. Like that's more my cat and fashion yeah. and clothes and yeah. silly things that I enjoy. Um but when I work, like when I was writing the Muse, I did close them. Oh did you? Yeah, because it's just too much noise and yeah. interaction and it does take up a lot of time and energy mm-hmm. and I really needed to pour that into my work. Yeah. Um and I would also say Y- y- you know, it's not for everybody and I think an author who is forced to go on social media and just writes these sort of wooden tweets mm-hmm. you just think oh god, don't. Don't yeah. make the poor guy or usually yeah. man <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, do this because it's just not his milieu or hers as well, yeah. you know. So, Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's, it's not going anywhere and I think, but I, do, I think, yeah, it's not the most important thing for me as a writer mm. but I like the fact that it's there and that I can say what I want to say yeah. even though the press or whatever is saying other things about yeah.
1: me. Yeah, I think that must be, yeah, it's quite tough that you want to say something and you want to join the conversation, this sort of essentially a democratic platform. And then you are sort of picked, people will pick and choose. Yeah, yeah. Because as a journalist, you can pick and choose Absolutely. From and...
0: and when I do live events, I then come back home and I've been, I can see yeah. my comments have been live tweeted. I'm thinking, that's now been taken out of context. Yeah. I sound like a moron. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that, you know, and all other things just get kind of turned into a meme. I mean I've yeah. been turned into a meme.
1: <laughs> That's just so weird. It's so weird but I know people who actually quite like to be turned into a meme. <laughs> so you know, count yourself back Okay, I will. Um with and have you, you I've obviously seen I've seen your website as well yeah um, and that's really nice and there's sort of loads of information and in your blog as well where there's lots of other sort of more writing and more comments and sure. well, comments quite quite a lot longer than a comment but when you've written yeah. through stuff um, how much time do you spend on that And very little very little <laughs> Well, when I'm writing, when I was writing the novel last year, yeah,
0: I think I would put one blog post up. <laughs> okay, I just um, I'm lax. I, yeah, but it's just not for me. The most important thing is producing a novel. Yeah, um, and that's a big ask. So it's like a hundred thousand yeah. words. Yeah, um, yeah. But that said, every now and then I get the urge, and you know I do get good interaction yeah. with readers when I do mm-hmm. but um, it's something that I just couldn't do two at once I
1: and is that something which you well, you know which the publishers have asked you to do you no. know or your agent something that you've done I had the website about.
0: prior to getting an agent yeah. I think a lot of unpublished writers do it so mm-hmm. you know I completely see it I did it myself you know yeah. I had Twitter I had a website yeah. um and then it, the irony of then getting a deal yeah. meant that I couldn't actually if, produce
1: much writing yeah. for it because I was writing a novel. Yeah. Um, and if you had sort of words of advice, if there were sort of three pieces of advice you would give to maybe someone sort of aged 18, sort of about to probably maybe start their degree or not, you mm-hmm. know, to start working, but actually mm-hmm. harbours sort of a desire to write a book, what advice would you give them? Or what are there three things that you would like to have known yeah sort of, when you were
0: younger well, I mean without i mean i'm thirty three now, and I would say that if you're lucky life is long yeah. and don't panic at eighteen
1: mm.
0: um, things can change a lot in fact, you know life doesn't really get going till you're about twenty five or six, yeah. I think, but you know, I know it's different for everyone, so don't don't panic um if it's about writing then you know do write and keep writing and read widely because even then your mind is still quite spongy yeah you know Mm -hmm. it gets harder as you get older to like (laughs) take it all in say yes to everything because you never know like what's going to happen around the corner from some random thing you weren't sure about doing um yeah that would be it like so don't panic life's long um keep writing yeah don't be hard on yourself. And don't compare yourself to other people. Yeah. Because that's pointless. You
1: no, know, that's a big message that we've had recently when we've been doing some more podcasts, which is all of this thing, like, have your self-belief, like you talked yeah. about earlier, and don't compare yourself. I do really think, is. but
0: it's so hard when you're younger not yeah. to, you know, and I think it's taken me a really long time and, like, mm. a massive crisis of identity to sort of be like, okay, I'm all right, you yeah. know. There's so much pressure to be perfect, to look gorgeous, to be clever, to have a boyfriend, to have a... And then, you know, even, you know, as you get older, it's like, oh, find the perfect partner, then have a house, Mm -hmm. then, oh God, it's so boring.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and it's hard. I do get it. I know it's hard. But I also, here's another thing that I learned. The get on with your own stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what was really interesting to me. Like, when I was an actress, obviously a lot of it was dependent on other people's permission. That's the problem with acting. Obviously you can make your own work, but you need money and you need collaboration and it's difficult. Mm -hmm. With writing, it's pen, pad, laptop, whatever, yourself. But as soon as you kind of go, I've got a project and you pour your energy into it, it's astonishing how many people turn their heads Mm. to look at what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Rather than making excuses or saying, I need this before I can do this. Yeah. I get that money is always difficult, like finding funding yeah. and all of that. But I, I, I found that astonishing. As soon as I said I'm writing this book, it was just like my life began to change.
1: Yeah. That sort of taking that plunge and just being like, Yes, yeah. you're doing it now.
0: Yeah. I mean it's a bold move. Yeah. But I mean, um it was something that I guess I clung to because my acting career was just stagnating yeah. and and then um saying that I was writing a novel was a double-edged sword because then for the next three years every time I met a single friend or family member they're like yeah. so how's the novel going oh god I wish I'd never said it yeah. but also at the same time it's about self-defining yeah. and, and having a dream having a goal yeah but also understanding that that doesn't that's movable that mm. goal as well mm. but we do have this distance always like the dream the ambition um, and we need that as human beings I yeah. think to move forward but we have to remember that the present moment is also yeah. has to be enjoyable yeah no,
1: that puts very, very wise words for me. Very wise. <laughs> After me saying I don't like it, I'm like, this, this, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, what's next? Like, well, The Muse is next, right? <laughs> yeah, Because that's muse. Um, out at the end of this month. At the moment, we're in June with the rain behind us. You would never, never know. Um, it's, it's really exciting. And what I was saying earlier, just about the writers in the book, like Odell being the main character. Yeah. Well,. She is and she isn't. I mean, in fact, there are quite a few characters, yeah, I think, in the Yeah, she splits the scenario. Yeah, yeah. She's, exactly. Um, but I thought it was... I love books set in London, I have to say. Yeah. You know, something. Like, oh, I know that street. So it's <laughs> Yeah. Um, but sort of... was there? Is there any of you in that book, you know, across the writers and the artists? Mm-hmm. Or would you say, no, they're all definitely sort of characters away from me? Because there are a couple of... Quite a few female characters mm-hmm. who actually... Especially the mother, and I'm not going to give the book away here, <laughs> but who I sort of thought could take something on. There was so much of a backstory yeah, sure. to her, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and sort of, and I suppose because it's split across different timelines as well. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can offer a better synopsis than I can without giving it away. Do you want to...? Yeah, well, I, The Muse is
0: set in 1930s mm. Civil War, pre-Civil War Spain and 1960s London. Yeah. And it's about two women in these different time periods and this mysterious, long-lost masterpiece of a painting that connects yeah. their stories. And it's a book about identity and finding yourself mm. and creativity, first love, yeah, friendship... Um, and yeah it's, it's a story about art as well and making art
1: I thought that was really sort of powerful okay. and really well done because it made Thank it sort you. of um, approachable you know accessible mm. that, that all those conversations about yeah. how you do create art yeah, kind of, yeah. oh I can get my head around this yeah. because otherwise it can seem at quite a high level and okay, you've got to yeah. sort of be there no I so didn't want
0: that I wanted uh, but you know because I am a creative person I also understand how mundane it can be on a daily basis actually creating it's mm. very boring if you yeah. like my day is just like me sitting <laughs> and it's really dull and it's tough and it's repetitive and it's about failure Mm. Um, you know most people only see that glorious moment and it's not it's not the reality and so I guess absolutely this book is possibly more autobiographical than The Miniaturist I think it's a it was definitely a response to what happened to The Miniaturist it was something that does interest me anyway about the public role of an artist and her private Mm -hmm. endeavour and where you strike a balance who owns the work once it's made yeah Commerciality versus creativity, how you protect yourself, preserve your creative drive. Mm. Um, But also, yeah, there's a few little digs at like writing. And, you know, I think Adele says to her boyfriend, you know, if everyone knew what it was like to write, they'd stop telling me to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: which actually (laughs) does kind of mirror what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I guess it was me like venting. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. (laughs) And what today has been sort of your proudest moment, would you say? Ooh
0: a toughie. Mm. There have been so many lovely moments. I think the stuff I was saying earlier about those readers getting in touch, mm. that kind of really floored me. I was like, God, you know, you get so wrapped up in the kind of glamour of it, but that was amazing. Um, I There was an actress I, I really admire and I met her before the miniatures came out and I got to send her a copy and like she sent me an email. She was filming with Tom Hanks yeah. at the time <laughs> And she just said she's not English, so her English was kind of gorgeous to read because it was so slightly offbeat. Um, And that that's pinned on my corkboard forever. Yeah. Um, I got to meet my fame. My I got to meet uh, Paula Rego, who's my favourite living painter. I got to go to her studio, which is kind of so that was. I was just like, wow, this book just has opened opened my horizons. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard
1: to remember. Yeah. specifics, but there's just this like experiential mm. widening. I suppose that also goes back slightly to, you know, your point around saying yes to things. Like saying by saying yes. By yeah, saying yeah. yes That's what that was my Yeah, that was my policy with the Min
0: sorry, the miniatures. Um, <laughs> um is to say yes to everything once, to try Mm. it out. I mean it may be completely exhausted, but at least now I know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And are you allowed to tell us are there more books that you have got ideas for? Um, I've got a couple of projects in the
0: pipeline that are I mean, the pipeline of my brain. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pretty embryonic at the moment. I can't talk about yet. But um, yeah, there'll be some more news hopefully later this year about those.
1: Thank you very, very much for No, my pleasure. Thank you. It's hugely exciting to speak to a real writer. A real life writer. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. That was Jessie Burton's Big Idea, author of The Miniaturist and The Muse, which is her latest book, out very, very soon. Don't forget to subscribe to the ASOS podcast, My Big Idea, on iTunes, Acast, or your other favourite podcast app. See you soon.